Who says this quote? Is this Dracula again? <laughs> I'm assuming it's Van Helsing, but I haven't actually looked at it. We men are determined. Nay, are we not pledged to destroy this monster? But it is no part for a woman. Even if she be not harmed, her heart may fail her in so much and so many horrors, and hereafter she may suffer both in waking from her nerves and in sleep from her dreams. Whoa, perfect on your first try. Thank you. I can't believe you did that with no practice. I definitely didn't edit out the other three attempts. Did anybody get their butts grabbed this week, or can we just start off with the story? Um, let's start off by saying the name of our podcast and who we are. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Fire the Canon. <laughs> On this podcast, we read the literature of the Western canon and decide which literature belongs and which does not belong. Who's this guy? He's professional. Are we paying him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll send my invoice. Um, I will now introduce <laughs> the hosts to you. Host one. Jackie. <laughs> Jackula. Oh, Jackula. Hi, I'm Jackie George. <laughs> that was a Mean Girls joke. <laughs> okay, but but keep introducing yourself. <laughs> See, I really wish Theo wouldn't leave it open to interpretation about who the first host is every time. <laughs> I said first host Jackie. He said it was you this time. He said Rajackie. <laughs> hey, Rajackula. That's our couple name, Theo. I, I want. I wanted to get Rachel all in that anticipated mood. <gasps> Is it going to be me? Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. I want to be professional, too. I want to be professional, too. Okay. Hello. My name is Jacqueline Amanda Burton. I come to you this evening from Cincinnati, Ohio. Latitude and longitude are discretionary and will be disclosed to patrons only. I am the first host of the podcast. Host two? Host A. Host A. Is... Rachel. Yes, that's me. I'm Rachel. I'm host A. I'm here. I'm hosting the podcast with two of my pals, Jackie and Theo. And Theo is not hosting the podcast. I'm the producer. I'm the executive producer. Yeah. And we all have Zoom names. Jackie's is Jackula. Mine is Dracula. No, Dracmila. And Rachel's is Nosferatu. No, Nosferatu's me. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't I have a me you kind of thing? It was your choice. Jackula, Jackmila, <laughs> Jackmila, Jackmila. I didn't choose anything. I never changed my name. Yeah. Oh wait. So now you're Jackula instead of Trespassers J. Yeah. Do you think that will be better for your job? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Actually, yeah. No, that mistake will never happen again. No, just because I've made that mistake four no. or five times does not mean it's ever going to happen again. <laughs> but, okay, but no. Do you All think, signs point to I've learned my lesson. <laughs> do you think that you'll get a better result from Jackula than from Trespassers J? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I feel like Trespassers J is like very bizarre. <laughs> Trespassers J has a scary word in it for people on a Zoom call. Especially if your camera is off. <laughs> okay. Have we finished our intro? Uh, Well, not quite, because there's one more thing that we must tell people, and that is that this episode, we will be covering part two of Bram Stoker's famous book. Legendary Dracula. work. Dracula. Chapters 10 through 18. Yeah. In our opinion, part two is chapters 10 through 18. So thanks for joining along. And if you're loving it, and you would like to keep up with us for next week, which will be the finale of Dracula, read the last nine chapters and you'll be good to go. Good right. as gravy. 
It'll be as good as gravy. Okay. Let's talk about Dracula. Talk about it. So, Theo, do you remember any of the characters from last time? Um, there's Dracula. Good, mm-hmm. good. Dr- Dracula himself. Who was the devil. He's actually probably got the least dialogue, so that's the most impressive that you remember him. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, he, it is named after him. Um, Theo, are you mad at me? Why are you so calm? <laughs> I don't know. I've just reached Nirvana, I guess. <laughs> I hate it. It's bad for the pod. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come back into disequilibrium suffer again please there are three just beastly bosomly vampire women Mm -hmm. those are the ones Um, you remember (laughs) more than the main character jonathan (laughs) and then there's a character named jonathan Uh uh-huh and his tummy can't handle spicy food (laughs) he can't handle the spicy foods and then he sometimes shaves even though he's told not to that was really rude as a guest if your host tells you not to shave just don't (laughs) he didn't say don't shave he said don't cut yourself like that (laughs) and then there's um there's the two female characters one of whom is one of them is mina the other one is kath Lucy. We're back in Wuthering Lucy. Heights. Okay, Mina, Mina and Lucy. Lucy has been bitten by the beast. <laughs> Some guy with red eyes, I think. And Yeah, um, Dracula. <laughs> and she's suffering from sleepwalking, among other things. She's going to become a vampire, I'm suspecting. But she, Lucy also had three suitors. One of them, I don't know their names. That's, That's okay. pretty good. Describe them a little bit. They all have qualities. Well, two of them have qualities. One of them is cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second one was kind of boring but really stable. Uh-huh. And the third one was he had a friend who ran uh, an insane asylum. <laughs> no, he ran. The third one is Doctor Seward, who is a <laughs> psychiatrist, and he has a fascinating lunatic. Yeah, and the other one, Quincy, is the cowboy, and Ooh. Arthur is the stable guy. And then the fascinating lunatic's name is Renfield, and Renfield is always eating bugs. And sometimes sparrows. By the way, Jackie, I remember you said something, and I said put it in the notes, so we'll talk about it next time. And what you wrote in all caps was, it's gay time. So did you want to talk about that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Did you forget why you wrote that? (laughs) I mean, I know the story it refers to, but I have no idea why we wanted to put it in the notes. No, no, no. I think this was when I was going to do my bio episode. I was going to say it's gay time. Oh, okay. It's gay well, time. we'll remember it for next time then. <laughs> yeah, it's a story. Don't worry about it. Just cut that out, Thea. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's kind of funny. Though. Okay. Okay. And then lastly, I mean, you have uh, the Dutchman, mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> no, what's his real name? Abraham Van Helsing. Abraham Van Helsing. Okay. And then you have one other guy. I think he's a doctor, right? We already covered Dr. Seward. No, we already talked about him. Seward. Oh, Dr. Seward. He's the same guy. And the last we heard, there was a big black dog that ran off of a boat. Uh-huh. So we Dracula is here. We suspect. Dang, you think I And also, I guess the only other character we should talk about is Lucy's mother, Mrs. Westenra, is very fragile and sick, just like Lucy. And you can't tell her that your daughter's been vampirized, probably, because that'll make her upset. It'll make her die right away. Vampire. Yep. Yeah, we want her to die slowly, not quickly. <laughs> So basically what happened in episode one was Jonathan went to Transylvania and had a run in with Dracula and then was delusional for a while. And he's kind of improving his health and making his way back. But meanwhile, Dracula went to England where he bought a house next to an insane asylum. And we suspect that for some reason he bit Jonathan's fiance's best friend, Lucy. Mm -hmm. And now Lucy is very sickly. So one of the three men who proposed to her is a former student of Dr. Van Helsing. 
And he called Van Helsing over because he's like really good with psychosomatic illnesses. But it just so happens that he's also a vampire expert. He's also the vampire guy. <laughs> but Dr. Seward has no idea what's going on and doesn't right. believe in vampires. Uh, so, but it, he's really lucky. It's just funny. Yeah. He's like, oh, she's, you know, like she's got mental problems. Let me call my friend who knows about mental problems. But it turns out that's like the one guy who knows about vampires. I love it. That's her problem. She's got mental problems. Let me call my vampire friend. <laughs> yeah. And we should also clarify that the uh, insane asylum that is next to Dracula's new home in England is the place where Dr. Seward works. And he has his, oh. his, his, his one patient. He never he never talks about any other patients. He just talks about Renfield. HIPAA violation, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, Renfield. He's it, He wrote in his diary, Jackie. Is that a HIPAA violation? Uh, yeah, when you publish it and let everyone read it. I don't think he's the one who published it. Wow. We'll find out, won't we? All right, let's jump into it. At the end of chapter nine, what we had was Lucy had kind of seemed like she was getting better, but then suddenly she goes downhill and Dr. Seward writes to Van Helsing in Dutchtown Mm -hmm. in the Netherlands and says, get over here. That's it. Lucy needs ya. She's got some splaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) That will never not be funny. Well, he's only done it once. She keeps stuffing all the chocolate in her mouth. I do not know, buddy. Left him on the the production line. She's going to get fired. (laughs) Which character is that? (laughs) It's Dr. Seward, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Van Helsing shows up and he's like, oh, no, Lucy's not doing well. So he gives her a transfusion of blood from her fiancé, Arthur. Blood types, not a thing. (laughs) Exactly. He tells Seward, watch over her tonight. And he does. And the next morning, Lucy's doing great. So then the next night, Van Helsing is like, okay, watch over her again, Dr. Seward. This time, Dr. Seward falls asleep. And then the next morning, when they wake up, Lucy is like basically like a husk. She's like all dried out. (laughs) Oh. So just imagine this goes on and on and on and on. This is the yeah. longest part of the book, or it felt like the longest part to me, where it's like, all right, I'm going to put some blood in her. You guys make sure her blood doesn't leave, okay? Oops. Pops oh, out. oh, no, she lost all her blood. All right, I'm going to put, okay, now I'm going to use a different guy's blood now because you gave all your blood yesterday. All right, okay, well, make sure you keep an eye on her this time. Okie doke. It is funny because every guy does end up giving her blood. So the night after Seward fell asleep, he has to transfuse Seward's blood into Lucy. And then mm. Van Helsing is like, oh, I got something in the mail. And it's garlic flowers. So he makes a wreath out of them and puts it around her neck and also, like, places the garlic flowers all around the room and tells her, like, no matter what, don't open your window tonight. Leave it closed. And that's... Because he suspects something. Yeah, I think so. He does. (laughs) I think placing all the garlic around. And, uh, And so he does this. The next morning she wakes up. She's great. She's better than ever. She looks amazing. She rested. She's doing fine. He's like, great, the garlic works. So he goes, she goes to bed the next night. He's like, okay, now remember, don't take this stuff off. And her mom goes in the room who they won't tell her anything because her mom has a weak heart. And her mom is like, oh, these flowers smell bad. So she takes all the garlic off of Lucy and- Opens the uh, window. Of course, no one noticed. (laughs) And opens the window 
Dakota to let the air oh out. And, and guess what? Two hours later, she's a husk again. Put someone else's blood in her. Yeah. And and also Van Helsing is like, oh, I can't even tell her not to do that because she'll be upset. But yeah, so this time Van Helsing puts his blood in Lucy. And then later he like gently tells her mom, like, hey, hey. don't do that again, please. That's <laughs> part of her treatment. Like, please don't open the window. <laughs> and don't take all the garlic <laughs> off her and open the window. Um, yeah, like, don't please just leave it alone. Huh. Yeah. The interesting thing about all these transfusions, other than I guess she must be an O negative because because there's no mm-hmm. way she wouldn't have died from all these transfusions otherwise. <laughs> the other thing is that Art, her fiance, Art. Yeah, his name, they call him Art. Have we been calling him that? They call him that. Oh, I just, we've been calling him Arthur. Sorry, I just don't want the audience to be confused. Oh, well, in the book, they call him Art most of the time. But anyway, Art, Arthur, her fiance, as this goes on, he he doesn't realize, like, he's not been told that every other man is also putting his blood into her. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, definitely a kind of little innuendo. And he says at one point to all of them, like, you know, I, I know that we're not married yet, but I just feel as though we're symbolically married because I've given my blood to her. And they all look <laughs> at each other like, ooh, we better not tell them They're we like, also uh, all yeah. gave our blood to her. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ooh, that's really nice, Art. That's, that's nice. Gosh. Yeah. Yep. Um, the funny thing is, so at one point, Seward also thinks to himself, he's like, how could she be drained of blood? I just don't get it. And then a minute later, he's like, also, what's the deal with those puncture marks in her neck? Like, What's going on there? I have no idea how the blood's leaving her body. And then on a totally unrelated note, what's the deal with those holes? So Seward also says to himself, I'm beginning to wonder if my long habit of life amongst the insane is beginning to tell upon my own brain, which I almost had Theo read at the beginning. <laughs> So something that I was thinking about is the way that I've been working my way through the book is a combination of reading my physical copy that I have left over from my gothic literature class in undergrad. And also I was listening to one audiobook on YouTube, like one person reading it. And I also checked out an audiobook from the library. So I have that on my like Libby app. Mm-hmm. But the guy in the Libby app, the guy who reads the Seward portions, because he's doing a lot of different voices and to distinguish them, he has characterized Seward as like, he's like a very gay man, <laughs> the way that the guy is reading. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the voice that he does for Seward is like, it's like a very stereotypical like gay voice. So then whenever he's talking about like, oh yeah, like Arthur is looking great today or whatever, like cause sometimes they say some you know, things talking about each other's masculine beauty or blah, blah, blah. But he's just talking about like how he longed to marry Lucy. But because of the way he's reading it, every time he talks about that, I'm like, yeah, right, dude. Like, just come out of the closet. We all know. (laughs) You're into Arthur and Quincy. (laughs) Anyway, so the way that he characterized, that's how he does uh, Seward's voice. And then Van Helsing, he does a German accent. And the woman who does the narration for Mina, when she does Van Helsing's voice, she does a French accent. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I kind of get confused when I'm going back and forth. <laughs> but anyway, basically, this just goes on for a while and it, it it's kind of annoying. But kind of we annoying. learned from some newspaper clippings that a wolf escaped from the zoo and the next morning it shows up and there's a bunch oh. of broken glass in its fur. And also that night, Renfield like runs into Seward's office with a knife and slices his wrist and licks up his blood and chants 
the blood is the life, <laughs> which I also <laughs> considered having theory. <laughs> that kind of sounds like he's like starting an MLM or something. Like, what's he going to say next? Like, boss babe. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag the blood is the life. Yeah. <laughs> but so the next day, uh, Seward gets a telegram from Van Helsing that is like, no matter what, you have to spend the night with Lucy and keep watch over her. And then he looks at the date and he's like, oh, no, this telegram was supposed to arrive yesterday because for some reason Van Helsing left, which I don't understand. If you're a vampire hunting professor yes. and you find a person who is like being attacked by a vampire, you're like 99% sure. Why would you go back to Holland to teach a class? Just be like. No, I'm going to stay here for a couple weeks until she's safe from vampire. But he went back again. Well, maybe that's only a small part of his life. Yeah, I know it is. That's the funny thing is like for Van Helsing, the vampire hunting is like not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like we pictured that as like that's his passion and then he has like a day job or something. But maybe it's the other way around. It's yeah. the other way around. Teaching is his passion. It's like, yeah, he what he really cares about is like being a professor and a doctor and a lawyer oh at one point he's also like have you forgotten i'm a lawyer and i'm like yes i did forget that because <laughs> you do everything because everything you do seems quite illegal actually um <laughs> couple funny things one um when he first brings lucy the garlic flowers she goes oh for me what well, thank you dr van helsing and he says yes my dear but not for you to play with these are medicines <laughs> do, do women usually just like play with their flowers I, I mean I guess if you're sick in bed with nothing else to do maybe you'd play with them what is she gonna do like make them kiss and make them talk to each other <laughs> I mean but like she should play with them because then she'll have garlic all over her yeah you could play with them if you want the other thing is that yeah, Dr. Van Helsing constantly goes back and forth to the Netherlands, but he's not just teaching classes. He's also, like, doing research and stuff, mm. which reminds me of, like, Gandalf in The Fellowship of the Ring. Like, yeah. I have some business I must attend to. I got to go back to my library and just bring the books with you. Or actually more like Gandalf in The Hobbit, because in The Hobbit, you know, he kept going off and doing other stuff because it really wasn't a big deal for him. Right. And, I mean, Dracula managed to get a boat full of all of this dirt shipped from Transylvania to England, I think you can carry your books with you. I think you can get them over the English Channel. Yeah. He just needs to get his priorities straight. And also, so does Seward. But so, okay. So he gets the telegram and he's like, oh no, I was supposed to have been with Lucy last night. And then when he shows up, we find out the night of the wolf escape, Lucy's mother had come in to see her and Lucy was like, oh, mom, will you get in bed with me and we can cuddle? And the mom's like, yeah, sure, but I can't st stay here all night. So they're lying in bed and then a bat is like flapping against the window. Now don't forget, and I have a very weak heart. Nothing can scare me. <laughs> yeah. So there's this big bat and Lucy's like, oh, don't worry about it, mom. The bat comes all the time. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the window glass like totally shatters and a wolf jumps through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom grabs the wreath off of Lucy's neck and then, like, dies. <laughs> dies of fright. Grabs it off the neck? Why? Like, pulls it off of, I, I don't, like, I don't know, to use it as a weapon or a reaction? Well, she doesn't think. She just grabs at something because she's next to Lucy. and She's like, I want to play with these flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Might be my last chance. Not for you to play with. <laughs> Wait, so she's on the first floor? How's a wolf jumping through the window? I don't know, magic? I mean, he's not just a regular wolf. <laughs> no, this one is a regular wolf that Dracula's controlling the mind of. Yeah, you can make him jump a little higher. 
<laughs> okay. Wait, it's, it's like Dracula's list of special skills. It's like, what's this one? You can make wolves jump a little bit higher too. <laughs> He's like, you you would not believe how useful that is. <laughs> so anyway, so Lucy's screaming. There's this wolf, whatever. The maids run in. The wolf leaves, and Lucy's got her mom's dead body. And the maids are like, ah, ah, ah. And Lucy says, like, okay, go, you know, like, go take a drink and calm down, and then come back. And then Lucy's waiting, waiting, waiting. I know she's like. <laughs> Guys, you need to chill. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> so the maids go off to drink some brandy or whatever, and then Lucy's waiting, and they don't come back. And she's like, well, uh, I guess I can leave my mom's corpse for a minute. She goes to find the maids, and they're all passed out because the wine has been drugged with laudanum, I think. Mm-hmm. Lucy is like, well, I, I can't abandon my mom's corpse, but I think something's going to get me. Which is So just- she finishes writing out what happened to her in her diary, and she's like, I'm going to tuck this into my bodice and they'll be able to find it on my corpse. All this happens. The bat's there. The wolf fucking jumps through the window into her bedroom. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, she doesn't get attacked then. It's just like, uh uh-oh, broke the window. Right. Couldn't Dracula have thought of a simpler way to break the window than having a, like, controlling a wolf's mind? (laughs) Use wolf powers. Yeah, couldn't he become Dracula for a moment and do it and then turn back into the bat? I think no, because of some Dracula reason. Lucy would have run away if she saw a vampire. But not if she saw a wolf. She would have stayed right there. Wasn't it the first time she got bit he was just like there with her we don't know um she was she had slept walk she was outside in the graveyard but we also don't know if uh he he probably did something before that though because so the implication there's a lot of weird stuff going on with victorian opinions of female sexuality and lucy and mina are kind of contrasted and lucy's the bad one because of her you know I don't think she's she's not promiscuous, but her relative promiscuity. <laughs> the implication is that at one point she invited Dracula to her and he bit her. And from then on, she starts uh. sleepwalking to him. I don't think she sleptwalked and he got her while she was sleepwalking for the first time. I think the implication is she saw this hot guy and was like, oh, you can come into my window or something. Because he has to have permission to go inside a building. He has to be invited. Yeah. Yeah. So the implication is kind of that's why she's being punished. But I guess the wolf doesn't have to be invited. Now, wolves can go where they will. Um, No, the wolf's not a vampire. It's the loophole. Um, (laughs) Dr. Van Helsing explains a lot about this like later in the book. I don't even think we're covering it in this episode, but um, he kind of lays out all the technicalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of wondering like why she was sleepwalking and acting weird even before she got bit, but that would explain it. That it wasn't before. (laughs) The other possibility is that like her sleepwalking is maybe just like a manifestation of her inward like waywardness or like her desire to break free or something. And then she walks out and then he doesn't really need an invitation to get into her house because he's bitten her already. Yeah. Like he just finds her outside. Hmm. Could be either. It, but also it's like, why did he even pick her? She starts sleepwalking before Dracula gets there though. Like before the boat arrives. He must have been like mind controlling her a little bit. Or maybe she was just sleepwalking because she's... Sexual. A messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, okay. So the next chapter, chapter 12, Van Helsing and whatever his name is, Seward, they arrive. And 
Lucy is almost dead yet again. La-di-da, this keeps happening. They should get used to it by now. And also she has these bigger wounds on her neck than usual. This time, thank goodness, Quincy the cowboy is there. And they're like, we need your blood this time. So they give her Quincy's blood. And then Holmwood shows up, Arthur Holmwood. But now... His dad has died, so his name is Lord Godalming. <laughs> so he's moving up in the world, and he's sad because his dad died, and now Lucy's mom's died, and now Lucy's almost dead. So Lucy is like, she's getting worse and worse and worse. She is dying, and finally Van Helsing is like, there's nothing I can do about her, so Arthur, come say goodbye to your fiancé. And when he comes into the room, all of a sudden, Lucy very seductively says like, oh, Arthur, come give me a kiss, and he steps forward to give her a kiss, and Van Helsing is like, stop! Van Helsing <laughs> grabs Arthur by the scruff of the neck like a puppy and is like, not on your life. You stay away from her lips. Yeah, not on your life, not on her soul, whatever. Like, do not get kissed by this woman. Mm. Like, hey, maybe you could have told him that before he came in the room because now it's really awkward for everyone. <laughs> I know, it really is. He should have been like, go say goodbye to your fiance, but no matter what, don't let her kiss you. <laughs> like, don't touch her. Yeah, she's got garlic breath. Don't kiss her. Yeah. Yeah. So after he blocks them, Lucy kind of like, her face changes back to the expression it normally has. And she's like, oh, you're my true friend and you're Arthur's true friend. Please keep him <laughs> the safe. The expression and then, it normally has, which is like totally drained of blood and husk-like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old husk-like Lucy. <laughs> so then Van Helsing is like, I'll keep him safe. Okay, Arthur, you can kiss her on the forehead now. So he does, and then Lucy dies. That's really close to her lips. That's like I know. really close. Well, he could tell she wasn't, acting vampire-y at the moment, I guess. Maybe. Like, if a woman asks for a kiss, it, she's dangerous. But if you kiss her because you want to, it's fine. If a woman asks you to grab her ass, that's weird. But if you just do it, that's cool. Yep. We're <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. Don't but do so that. also, as soon as she's dead, the narrator notes that she's, like, beautiful again. And then Dr. Seward is like, oh, well, this is the end. Now there's peace for her at last. And Van Helsing is like, oh, no, it's only the beginning. But then he refuses <laughs> to elaborate. <laughs> He's like the king of like, suspicious things that don't get elaborated on. So, OK, yeah. chapter 13, we have Lucy's funeral and Van Helsing covers her body and the coffin in the garlic flowers and gives her a crucifix. And he tells Seward like, hey, uh, we probably have to cut off her head and cut her heart out later. <laughs> Without telling him why? Yeah. And yeah. then someone steals the crucifix and he's like, uh, okay, I guess we have to wait a little longer before we do that. So let me just read you what he's what Van Helsing says, because he he says this two separate times. Once he says it to Dr. Seward, like in confidence, and then by the way, I won't spoil it, but he says it another time to someone else, and both times he really really buries the lead. He says, all right, Dr. Seward, I would like to go to the tomb um, and I want you to bring some post-mortem knives. And Dr. Seward says, oh, do we have to do an, an autopsy? Van Helsing says, yes and no. I want to operate, but not as you think. Let me tell you now, but don't tell anyone else. I want to cut off her head and take out her heart. Ah, you're a surgeon and you're so shocked. Like you should be used to cutting off corpses' heads. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't think that's normally part of an autopsy. But yeah, I do think he could have played it off like, oh, yeah, this is normal in Holland. Well, he knows it's not because he trained under him. Well, he's a surgeon. Yeah. Typical amputation. Well, Seward, 
Maybe Seward hasn't been keeping up with it since he's a psychiatrist now. Yeah, maybe. Seward like says, I don't understand. She's already dead. Why do we mutilate her more? And Van Helsing is like, you're a bleeding heart liberal, basically, is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always so PC? Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice that you have these feelings, but you're being silly. Yeah, you're being so silly. So Van Helsing, meanwhile, he asks Arthur, would you mind giving me Lucy's personal papers? And I'm going to read them and see if I can find any clues as to why this happened to her. And meanwhile, meanwhile, we go back to Mina and Jonathan. And Jonathan is now a partner and they're making a lot more money and things are going great until they see a guy and Jonathan is like, oh my gosh, it's the man himself. And then he basically like goes to sleep for a few days. Whoa. And it was Dracula, of course. And Mina is like, oh no, he just took a nap for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to read his diary now. The thing that he was like, don't do it unless like the worst imaginable thing has occurred. <laughs> I pretty much took all of his progress away. Yeah. And also the man that he saw was like much younger than the man he describes in his diary. So right. he's clearly been feeding. So Mina also learns that Lucy is dead and she's sad about it because I was her best friend. And we also get a newspaper clipping that says like, oh, poor children who live in the area of the church where Lucy was buried. They started disappearing at night and returning in the morning with wounds on their neck and they're talking about a bluefur lady. What does bluefur mean? What's that mean? I have no idea. I think Why did you take this class <laughs> if you can't answer that question? That's the most important question. <laughs> I thought the kids were saying I thought they were saying like beautiful. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like because British they would say bluefur instead of beautiful. So that's the little kid saying bluefur lady is beautiful uh, lady. British listeners, tune in and tell us if that's how you say No, that is correct. Blue that fur. That is what the kids were trying to say was beautiful lady, but they called her a bluefur lady. Bluefur. So there you go. Huh. So there's a bluefur lady around. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that if you take a bunch of sexy selfies, you can call that a bluefur reel. Oh. oh, very nice. Very nice. Wait, so I have a question. What? Have they used the word vampire yet in the story? Or is it still supposed to seem mysterious? I think the readers of the time would have been like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you think so? I don't know. I do. Well, more so than we would. Because vampires were not a British thing. Mm. Yeah, I really don't think they've said it yet. Like when it is first said, it's referring to like a vampire bat. So even when it does get said, it's not like, hey guys, Lucy's a vampire now. Right. The first time the word vampire is said is when Jonathan is like, oh, these poor silly peasants are yelling things. And I looked up the translations and it was werewolf and vampire. Hmm. Yeah. So honestly, he could be either thing at this point. <laughs> but yeah, they don't they don't start like if you look at um, if you look at a document with all the mentions of the word vampire, there are basically none for the first 55 percent of the book Hmm. and then people start saying it a lot more interesting Mm -hmm. i've figured it out yeah (laughs) you did you're a lot smarter than the victorians aren't you yeah so mina has been transcribing jonathan's journal and she gets like a letter from van helsing who says hey you were friends with lucy me too can we please meet up so they meet up 
Van Helsing is really impressed by all her transcription. Theo, I was going to say, she's kind of like the executive producer of the book <laughs> mm. because people keep giving her letters and stuff and she transcribes them and puts them all together. Yeah, she's very important. She's industrious. She's smart. So again, she's yeah. definitely contrasted with Lucy. Poor Lucy. She didn't really have a chance. She was sick the whole time. No, and it's not her fault. She had like three to four to five guys after her at any given time. Whomst among us hasn't had that experience. I mean, hmm. it's not pleasant, let me tell you. Um, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Especially when one of them is Dracula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when one's Dracula and one's an old Dutch man who keeps giving you garlic. I mean, it's not free normally. Save a little money. I mean, I, I didn't take a gothic literature class, so I don't necessarily know, but I have read some things that suggest to me that, like, you could read it as Lucy's being punished for, like, her mental promiscuity or something. It also could just be that, like, Mina and Lucy both represent, like, different sides of the modern woman. But definitely, like, one seems to have a better outcome than the other. Like, one seems like to, smart yeah. and works hard and, like, marries one man and doesn't want to marry three men. And the other one is. But she only married. It's not her fault. Three men proposed. I don't think. She married zero men compared to Mina, who is a huge slut now. Seriously. (laughs) She's had sex with one guy. (laughs) But you were you said Lucy was all come hither to Dracula. Well, we don't know. Well, that there's kind of an implication that she invited him or was curious or whatever. Like, Mm. but but it was probably while she was sleepwalking. Yeah, maybe. But maybe her brain invited him to control it. (laughs) Yeah. You will find any way to blame women, won't you, Rachel? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Next time you have an intrusive thought, we all heard it, and you're going to be punished for it. (laughs) No, just say it was Dracula. Okay, so Van Helsing talks to Jonathan, and he's like, by the way, Jonathan, I read your journal, and I believe you, it's all true. And Jonathan immediately is like, I'm healthy again, you've saved me now that I know I'm not delusional. (laughs) It's, It's all good. Wow. And so we learn that Renfield is back to his old tricks by that I mean catching flies and spiders and Van Helsing starts talking to Seward about the missing children who return with the wounds and he's like don't you think those wounds are just like Lucy and Seward is like I mean yeah but like I don't think they're connected. My God, he really draws this shit out. And then Van Helsing is like uh actually I think Lucy's the one doing it and that's the end of the chapter. He says it in a kind of cool way. He says all right, now let's just logically lay all this out, Dr. Seward. Um, so these are the similarities, this, 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 this. Like, okay, so do you think that the same creature that made the marks on Miss Lucy is the creature that's making the marks on the children? And Dr. Seward's like, yeah, that would make eh. sense. And Van Helsing's like, well, you're wrong. <laughs> Miss Lucy's making the marks on the children. Oh, my gosh. You're wrong. Now you see why he's such a popular professor. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, chapter 15. Dr. Seward's pissed about that. (laughs) Yeah, he's really mad. Would you, like, get over it, dude? He and Van Helsing are investigating now. They check out one of the kids who was kidnapped and returned, and then they go to the tomb where they put Lucy's coffin. They open the coffin, and it's totally empty. And, of course, Seward is like, oh, somebody stole the body. Van Helsing's like, I don't think so. Let's just wait and see. (laughs) And they hang out, and around dawn, they see what they describe as like a white streak and then oh there's another child passed out in the churchyard and then they go back and check the coffin and lucy's body is back Woo! 
Mm. I drew, remember I was telling you last time I was drawing little drops of blood in places I thought were funny? Yeah, read me one of those spots. Well, on page 163, I didn't draw a drop of blood. I I drew a, well, I'll tell you what I drew. Mm-hmm. So this is when they're waiting in front of the, in front of the tomb. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Van Helsing has his candle out and he's reading the coffin plates and he's holding it so that, quote, the sperm dropped in white patches which congealed as they touched the metal. Ew. Is that a name for candle wax? Sperm. <laughs> yeah, yes. I drew a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice that, Rachel? That's like- so holding it that the sperm. I guess it must be because sperm whales. They're not about sperm. Oh, I never thought about that. Mm. I just assumed they were huge sperm. <laughs> I'm gonna look up sperm definition. Ew, no. What? I want to know exactly what it means. Okay, <laughs> it says it can mean semen, but it's also short for sperm whale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I get it. Okay. Dr. Van Helsing has this candle and it's dripping little whales everywhere. Right. It says it's short for sperm oil, which is from a sperm whale. But where does sperm come from? (laughs) Is the candle made out of sperm whale? Spermaceti. Okay. But but where does the sperm of sperm whale come from? Because spermaceti is the waxy substance from the whale, but spermaceti comes from sperm, but... What does sperm mean? It doesn't come from anything. It just is. It's it's one of the elements. Okay, no. Okay, no. Sperm refers to, like, you know, the gametes, whatever. It refers to sperm, but it's because they used to think that the waxy substance from the whale was the whale's sperm. Ew. Ew, so it is just a sperm whale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's not the candle thing. Yeah, I was right. I knew some things about whales. I guess that's what it means. <laughs> so he literally thought the candle is sperm that was like melting off. Whale sperm. I guess yeah. they're just calling it that because they're like, oh, you know, that's just what we call any substance that looks like that. You can just call it all sperm. Okay. Now you know. <laughs> wow. Um, I didn't intend for us to get that deep into it, but. This has been sperm talk. Yeah. Oops, all sperm. Okay. Yeah, that's the podcast now. Okay, so, um, all right. Yeah. So Van Helsing is like, listen, Lucy's not alive she's not dead she's undead and we have to decapitate her fill her mouth with garlic and then stake her through the heart and they meet up with quincy the cowboy and homewood and they're like look i'm gonna cut her head off (laughs) no i have to read it to you first he says well okay first he's like listen arthur will you let me do whatever i want to do and arthur's like yeah as long as it doesn't go against my beliefs as a christian or like break the law you can do anything you want and he's like well remember you said that because when i tell you what i want to do you're gonna say no but then think about whether what i want to do actually goes against those two principles and if it doesn't just let me do it he's so legalistic so he's like okay well what then what do you want to do and he's like all right well i want to go in the tomb arthur's like Okay. What do you want to do in the tomb? Van Helsing's like, I want to open the coffin. And Arthur's like, that's too much. Like he shuts (laughs) that down at just opening the coffin. And he's like, no, I'm willing to be patient with you, but not that. 
And then Dr. Van Helsing is like, okay, like, come on. But wait, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. I gotta, I gotta say something else. This might turn it around for you. <laughs> yeah, he says, <laughs> what if you learned that the reason I want to open the coffin is so I can do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he literally, uh, hold on, let me just find it real quick. Gosh, um, I don't know. If I become a vampire, I don't know if I would want you guys to do that. You would want us to let you go on your killing spree? And go to hell with your soul? <sighs> I mean... Theo. What? Look, if you became a vampire, vampire Theo would definitely want us to let him go on his spree. Yeah. But you don't even know if human Theo would want us to stop him? I don't... I mean, is she killing the kids or is she just draining them a little bit? At some point, she'll kill them. Oh, no. Probably. I mean, think about it. There are, what, 7 billion people on Earth? Something Uh like that? That is like 8 billion now. Yeah, I could easily just take a little here, a little there, little there, and survive for eternity. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's a real philosophical conundrum. Okay, well, I found the thing I was looking for. So, yeah, it's just funny how he's like, no, 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 you're not opening the coffin. Like, oh. that's disgusting. And then he's like, okay, now wait a second. Why don't you just listen to what I have to say? Okay, just give me a chance. Like, hear me out. And he's like, all right, fine. And he says, all right, now Miss Lucy's dead, right? So nothing we do to her can hurt her, right? And that's how he, like, starts this whole thing. And Arthur's like, what are you saying? I don't like anything you're about to say. And he's like, well, what if I said that she was undead? Arthur's like, do you mean she's alive? And he's like, no, I didn't say she's alive. I said she's undead. And Arthur's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he says, can I just cut off her head? (laughs) Yeah, he says, "Uh, I'm I'm not done. May I cut off the head of dead Miss Lucy? (laughs) And Arthur's like, uh, no, no, I'll never let you do that. And he starts yelling and yelling. And then Van Helsing is like, listen up. Don't be mad at me. Maybe you have a duty to protect her body, but I have a duty to others to you and to the dead and i will do it and i'm just asking please come with me and watch what happens and if i ask if i can cut her head off again look i'm just gonna do it and then afterwards do what you need to do to me and for some reason it it basically it works and arthur's like okay (laughs) i see your point yeah originally the two doctors seward and van helsing were supposed to just kill her by themselves and then Mm -hmm. like they were ready to do it and van helsing was like no we can't do it right now because we need arthur to be here to witness what happens right which seems unnecessarily cruel yeah. Because he wasn't going to go in the tomb and check on her. Um, but he's like, no, if she, if he finds out what we did. And also we need him to know that she wasn't, a, like, she wasn't alive when she was put in the tomb. But I don't know why he would think that. <laughs> but he seems to think that. <laughs> like, apparently Van Helsing was right. He also, he plays it a little thick. He's like, look, I even gave her my blood, even though we weren't lovers like you guys were. And I stayed with her every night and, like, I want to help her and... You know, if me dying could help her, even now that she's undead, I'll die for her. And Arthur's like, okay, fine, let's do it. (laughs) So the next chapter, they go into the church and... Oh, you got more to say? Go ahead. I was just going to explain the reason that they are worried that Arthur will think that she was buried alive or something is that whenever they look at her, she looks better and better and better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like her corpse <laughs> keeps looking healthier. And every time they see her like on the eve of her funeral and like, you know, when they're putting her in the tomb, they're like, are you sure she's dead? Because she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, she's definitely dead. Mm. She's undead. So he's like, we we gotta make sure he knows. We also find out that canonically Van Helsing is a ginger. 
He's like the only character that gets a really detailed description. And when Mina sees him, she writes about him and dude's a redheaded nerd. Very Ron Weasley of him. I mean, it's, it's kind of impressive that he could be so old and still maintain the vibrancy of his flaming hair. Don't you think? I know. And without a soul, too. No, he has a soul. Wait, he doesn't have a soul? Oh, Oh, Jackie. I thought it was a vampire thing, but it was like a, How cruel to gingers. I am racking up these, oh, Jackies. Like, I'm I'm collecting them like little coins and I'm putting them in my chest. In your chest? Like the one on your body my or chest you have coins. like a box? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a little slit there that I'm just like. I know, that's what I thought you were putting it in. Like a Chuck E. Cheese machine or something. That's what you run on is moral outrage. Whoa, that's interesting. Okay. Tickets. Okay. okay. So they go they go to the churchyard and they look in the tomb. Oh my gosh, it's empty. Knew it. And Van Helsing is like, they go outside and Van Helsing says, Look, she wasn't stolen. Like, don't worry about it, she'll be back. And then he starts stuffing this <laughs> white don't stuff worry. in all the cracks <laughs> of the tomb. And they're like, What is this? And he says, Oh, it's communion wafers. But I got a special dispensation from the church. And I was reading up on that, and it was because, so first of all, apparently, so Bram Stoker was wrong about the Catholic Church. Like, you can't get a dispensation to commit a sin in the future. Like, they don't, like an indulgence. That's what he claimed, that they were like, here's your one free sin coupon. (laughs) But no, you can't do that, first of all. What's the sin exactly? You're not supposed to stuff communion wafers in places? The sin was like using the body of Christ to stop a vampire from doing something. But I would think, no, Jesus would be fine with that. Come on, he's got so much body. Yeah, I think he would have been okay with it. But for some reason... Did you say he's got so much body? He really does. Yeah, there's all sorts of communion wafers. There's plenty of body to go around. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a voluptuous head of hair. He's got so much body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So he seals <laughs> off the tomb with these wafers, and then the monster Lucy appears holding a child, and, like, she looks really monstrous. And she, like, they kind but of, also they corner looks her. very sexy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She's looking voluptuous. They say that word a lot. <laughs> she's got, like, big, full lips and... She's got this look in her eyes like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, and yeah. then she's got like this blood running down her mouth and it's like soaking her dress and like that's hot for some reason. It looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, guys. What? And you want to read the book, huh? She sounds great. <laughs> she sounds set you up? great. <laughs> so um, she's holding this child, as we said, and the men kind of corner her. She drops the child and she calls to Arthur to help her. She doesn't just drop the child. She throws the child <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> So she sees Arthur, she throws the child on the ground, sees Arthur, and with a languorous, voluptuous grace said, Come to me, Arthur. My arms are hungry for you. Come on, my husband, come. smooch. (laughs) Yeah, and Arthur's like, okie dokie, and he starts, like, walking over, and they're like, get back here. Yep. Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) So Van Helsing blocks him, and he's, like, waving a crucifix around, and successfully saves his life yet again. So then he, like, takes the wafers out from the cracks of the tomb, and she, like, zoop, goes goes back in. So then he's like, what did I tell you? Now can I and, cut her head off? Yeah, Arthur's like, okay, fine, we'll stake her 
tomorrow night. Why don't they do it during the day? I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they they have to do all these things at night, I think, because, like, during the day, it's, like, just a corpse. But at night is when it's, like, a vampire. So you have to come at, like, the precise moment of the night when they are transitioning or something. Or- He'll explain it all later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What they say... No, well, his explanation is, we can do no more till tomorrow. There's a funeral at noon. So here we shall all come before long after that. And he's like, they'll leave by two and then they'll lock the gate and we'll hide. So that's their plan is they have to hang out in this graveyard for a long time. Like, can't they just go sleep and come back? (laughs) Mm, I have no idea. But so they they show back up. They're all wearing black clothes. And Seward is like, of course, Arthur was wearing black because he was mourning his dead fiance. But now we all decided to match him, (laughs) which is kind of cute that they're like a little squad now, (laughs) the Lucy boys. Well, because they're all her husbands. (laughs) I mean, basically, (laughs) symbolically. Husband squad. Yeah. So they see Lucy and she's like looking so good and okay van helsing this is when he's like listen now's the time for me to tell you everything about vampires (laughs) (laughs) while we're waiting for her corpse to wake up basically (laughs) so i mean do you want to hear a little bit about vampires what were they doing that whole time while they were waiting in the graveyard nothing shooting the shit i don't know just shooting the locker room talk (laughs) talking about how hot she was as a vampire yeah so okay so here's what he says he says Let me tell you about the undead and they're immortal, but it's a curse of immortality because you can only live by adding new victims and multiplying the evils of the world. And he says anyone who dies from being preyed on by the undead also become undead and that it ripples out ever wider like a stone thrown in the water. This made me anxious because it kind of it kind of reminded me of like the never ending anxiety of like, did I see a bed bug? If you see a bed bug, that shit's going to get everywhere. You're not going to be able to stop it. If we let this one vampire go, there's going to be a fuck ton of vampires. Right. And then it's going to get out of control. Like COVID. Yeah, like COVID. <sighs> let that be a lesson to all of us. I mean, and, and you'd hate you'd hate it to go the other way around, too. Like, what if you saw a bed bug and you were like, fuck, this means there's going to be a lot of vampires. <laughs> but they kind of are, right? They, yeah. I mean, they do multiply like bed bugs. but And they suck blood. True. So Arthur is sad. He's like, you know, is this even her? Is this her corpse? Like, is this some demon? And Van Helsing says, listen, if you let her live, then she'll be doing wicked things all the time. But if you kill her, she'll get to go to heaven and take her place amongst the angels. And in fact, he tells Arthur, like, you should be the one to kill her. She would love that. Oh, man. Because, I mean, he's saying she's, she, this isn't really her. Like, you're not killing her. You're killing this creature that's making a mockery of her well, body. And you're letting her soul go to heaven if you do this. Yeah. She's the son of the dragon, right? She's the daughter of the Dracula now. She's the Draculacula. The Draculacula. Or whatever. <laughs> Draculala, maybe. Is that what it is? Yeah. So she, I mean, that's what it have to be. Dracula's dragon. So, uh, must be the child okay. of. It does not have to be Draculala. That's not a <laughs> the child of the child of the dragon. The worst Emma Stone movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Draculala land. Yeah. Okay. So he says, oh, she'll love it. She'll think... Or he says, won't it be so nice 
If you can say to yourself, it was my hand that sent her to the stars. It was the hand of him that loved her best. The hand that of all she would herself have chosen had it been to her to choose. I wouldn't need, like, if I had to pick someone to stake me, I wouldn't be like, you guys need to make Steven do it. (laughs) Like, one of you could do it instead. I feel like this is an obvious setup. Like, the guy's going to have trouble cutting off his wife's head, right? Well, we'll see. Well, who do you think should, okay, let's all say who should stake us if we become <laughs> draculized okay you pick um i think it should be the person with the most the worst memory oh i got it oh. i got it <laughs> so they'll never Ready? have to remember what the- <laughs> yeah three two one theo joe biden renfield oh. oh oh no theo oh no what you made a really insensitive alzheimer's joke about <laughs> joe biden what? he wasn't listening to you jackie i know if that helps Wait, what? I know. She said the person who stakes should be the one with the worst memory because then they won't remember it. Oh. And you said Joe Biden. Yeah. No, I think it would be cool if it was the president. No, I just think because he needs more good press. It would help his approval ratings. <laughs> yeah. Stop the Dracula la la la. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> what about... um? Maybe a person who's really, really formidable so that I would be remembered as a great foe that only this one person could take down. Oh, Joe Rogan. Like like Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. Yeah. I think it should be one of you guys who stakes me. Wouldn't that be kind of cool to live out the book that we covered on the podcast? Maybe one of us can hold the stake and the other can wield the hammer. Huh? Teamwork makes the dream work. The other can stuff the mouth with garlic. Maybe Steven can do that part. Yeah, he's pretty good at cooking. My stomach's really good. Thank our new patron while we're in here, in the patron zone. Welcome to the patron zone. We're here to thank Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. You're a wonderful aunt. You guys could have matched my energy. To one of us, but we won't (laughs) say which. We won't say which. You've been to all of my most meaningful performances as a composer. Which is crazy because she's actually Jackie's aunt. She's actually my aunt. Yeah, I know. She's really obsessed with Theo for some reason. You've never been to any of my important performances. She's too busy going to Theo's. Yeah. Yeah, like that time I was walking down the street and a cicada hit me in the face and I freaked out. That was a great performance that you didn't even see. Aunt Amy. So. That you were going to talk about when your dog, like, dragged you down a hill on your belly. <laughs> that was another great performance. That was also a good one. <laughs> they wanted me to do an encore, but I was too badly injured, so I said no. Wow. No, but for real, thank you. Thank you, Amy. We're super happy. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate all the patrons, but my aunt I appreciate especially. In a special aunt way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What is this, a Patreon thank you for aunts? Oh, that was pretty good, Jackie. Thank you, Aunt Amy. We love you, We're all of our aunts now. You've gained two nieces and an extra nephew. (laughs) (laughs) He has become your nephew once again. (laughs) If you'd like your own thank you, your own very special thank you, why don't you go to patreon.com slash firethecanon, that's C-A-N-O-N, and there you can find various rewards tiers. We have we have several that are three dollars or more, <laughs> and all of those get you access to our bonus content. Which oh my god, you're gonna love it! So good. Five dollars or more gets you a sticker. Mm-hmm. Ten dollars or more gets you a different all sticker. of those things and <laughs> uh, and well and more. <laughs> also, any Patreon level gives you voting rights when we give you options about what to do next. So this episode that we're doing right now. Guess what? This was a Patreon favorite. This is why we're doing Dracula. Mm-hmm. They got to vote yeah. on which 
classic spooky book we covered this year, and they voted for Dracula himself. So if you're currently hating this episode of the podcast, become a patron so you can, <laughs> in the future, vote against select yeah. which book. Also, thanks for yeah. making it to the midpoint if you hate this. <laughs> yeah, really. It gets better. Yeah. It gets better. Stay till the end and we'll thank you again. <laughs> All this shit, that was stupid. It gets really good. Just hold on. Okay. Back to the episode. Anyway, so Arthur's like, what do I do? So he starts to stake her and it's like a little bit sexual because it's like, it's penetration. You know what I mean? And weird way to abbreviate that. I'm quoting Andy Champion as fans of the podcast who know us in real life would know. <laughs> I have never heard that. Why did he say he that? said it all the time. <laughs> what? Why does he always talk about? Because we shortened wizard magician to whiz magish. And Andy was like, what if we shortened other things like that? Like, for example, penetration. <laughs> and then he just started using that for like a year. <laughs> That's how we would refer to sex. I don't understand how many conversations <laughs> you had that could have included the word penetration. We were in undergrad. Oh, that explains like it. almost all of them. <laughs> it was happening, whether you like it or not, Jackie. Yeah, like we would be talking about other people, and then he would find an excuse to use the word because oh. we were good Christian college students. So we were only mm-hmm. talking about others, just gossiping as one does. Yeah. Okay. So he stakes her, and it's kind of sexual, and her body is like writhing and quivering, and it's just uncomfortable. But so Arthur, he's like gasping and falling backwards and they're all catching him and whatever it's kind of like a weird scenario with your boys you know what i mean they all kind of like sit back and smoke a cigarette and they say how is it for you yeah (laughs) this time tomorrow i got a headache i'm not doing it so then uh van helsing puts his hand on arthur and he's like and now arthur my friend am i not forgiven and it's like don't make it about you right now (laughs) (laughs) He just staked his fiance. <laughs> was I right or was I right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I hate to say I told you so, but uh, so Arthur's like, oh no, like you're great. Now her soul's at peace and so is mine. And Van Helsing's like, and now kiss her on her dead lips. And he literally says, kiss her dead lips. <laughs> so he, we haven't talked about this yet, but the way that Bram Stoker writes Van Helsing's dialogue, he... This is another example of him not quite getting, like, other people's accents right. Mm-hmm. He just gives him the most bizarre grammar. And honestly, the way that he talks is kind of like me when I'm drunk, not saying words right. Because, oh. no, not when I'm drunk, just, you know, like, leaving the plurals off of things and, like, mixing up words. Like, I'll give you an example from later on. But He also calls all of them, like, friend John or friend Arthur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's never like, my fr- John, my friend, or whatever. He's like, and now, friend John, let's stake her or whatever. Yeah, this is from part three, but I'm just going to give you an example. Mm -hmm. He's talking about, like, how to find, like, the OG vampire. And he says, how shall we find his where? And having found it, how can we destroy? Sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah. He's, He's very silly. So Van Helsing is like, great, we did one thing, and now we have to find the guy who turned her into a vampire and stamp him out will you all help me? And then everyone's like, yeah. So then they shake hands and Van Helsing is like, okay, two nights from now, we're going to go have dinner and I'm going to bring two other people to join us. 
And tonight I'm going to go back to Amsterdam and then I'll (laughs) return to England the night after. (laughs) Like, why? He's like, then we can start our great quest. And it's like, start your freaking great quest now. Like, what is going on in Amsterdam? (laughs) And he's up for tenure or something. He's got a repair guy come in. There's a light bulb that's out. I mean, it's. I guess so. But okay. So anyway, we've got chapter 17. And uh, Van Helsing and Seward get back to the hotel where they're staying. And there's a telegram from Mina where she's like, hey, uh, we're coming up to join you. And Jonathan's in Whitby right now. So whatever. So so Jonathan really isn't the main character of this book. Not anymore. No, there is no main character. It's been more Seward-y lately, wouldn't you say? If you had to pick one after the first few chapters. I mean, it sort of seems like Jonathan is not important at all anymore. He'll come back. He'll be important in a minute. He's on a little side quest. Yeah, it kind of shifts from Jonathan to like the two women back and forth and then mm-hmm. Seward. And yeah, that's basically it. Hmm. So they split up, which... They shouldn't have done, but whatever. Seward goes to meet Mina, and Van Helsing goes back to Amsterdam, I guess, and Jonathan's doing his little quest. It's kind of <laughs> weird that they've never met before, but whatever. Well, so she, after all of this crazy stuff that's happened, and, like, Dr. Seward was just there when they, like, staked this vampire to death, and you think, like, that would kind of mm-hmm. kill any other emotion that might be under there, but they have this thing that happens with him and with, like, Quincy and Arthur and like all of them like when they meet Mina Mina's like I've read all of Lucy's letters and I know that you were in love with her all of you (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she's like oh they're not gonna like it when they find out I know all of this and then like they're all really weird about it yeah Dr. Seward's like okay I'll give you my diary but just so you know there's some stuff in there like who cares who cares you literally just killed a vampire (laughs) <laughs> Van Helsing gets the Harkers to stay at the insane asylum with Seward. And while they're there, Mina is working on transcribing Seward's phonographic diary and Seward reads Jonathan's diary. And while he's reading it, he realizes Dracula's my neighbor. Oh, And he's no. the reason Renfield has been acting like a lunatic. Oh. Yeah, he finally realizes. He Wait, what? Wasn't he already (laughs) acting like a lunatic? Yeah, but like the reason he's been catching and eating all these flies and spiders and birds and stuff. Talking about the master and slitting his own wrists and drinking the, or slitting Dr. Seward's wrists. Oh, he wasn't doing that before? No, the flies thing started when Dracula was on his way or when he had just arrived. Huh. Yeah, like he had been in the lunatic asylum already, but he started acting like crazier when all this stuff happened. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like how we're not really sure, like, did Lucy start sleepwalking because of Dracula coming or was it something else or? But yeah, yeah, Renfield was already in the asylum, but the stuff with the flies and the blood was because of Dracula. Okay. Yeah. And Jonathan is kind of aware of this whole thing. He's just not around. He just, he doesn't think it's that big of a deal. Jonathan's (laughs) not really aware of this stuff yet. Yeah. No, he doesn't know where Dracula is, but he... Didn't he sell him the property? Yeah, he knows where it is. No, no, no. He's trying to figure out where the dirt went. He's like researching the dirt. Yeah. For some reason, they're like, we got to figure out how many boxes are missing because if some boxes are gone, then why does that matter? Dracula could be hiding in it or I don't know what the deal is with the dirt but basically Jonathan is researching the dirt which is why he went to Whitby and in Whitby he finds out that first they were delivered to Carfax but since then some of them might have moved somewhere else and yeah we don't really know why that matters but Mina is noticing like wow Jonathan's having a really good time researching Dracula with his buddies like he's looking great (laughs) 
he's healthy again. Like, this is really good for him. I guess because he knows that he can only be transported in those boxes of dirt. So he's like, well, if all of them went to Carfax, then we know he's at Carfax. I guess. But whatever. Can't you just look at Carfax? (laughs) I don't know why he feels like he needs to look for the dirt first instead of going to Dracula's house that he sold him. (laughs) But yeah. It seems like you're stalling, my dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we check every other house in the whole country? And if he's not in any of those, then we check Carfax. (laughs) Yeah, then we'll go to Carfax. Yeah. Let's test all the dirt in the whole country. (laughs) For Dracula particles. Yeah. Yeah. So Arthur and Quincy arrive. They join the gang and they notice like oh Arthur's still sad but like he literally staked his fiance two days ago three days ago (laughs) like why are you even noticing that like obviously he's sad but okay so (laughs) chapter 18 the final chapter for this episode Mina visits Renfield they're all I guess because he's kind of like they're living in the same dorm together basically (laughs) yeah like but (laughs) yeah it's like ooh, co-ed like let's go pop over there also I just want to point out that all of this is happening on my birthday this is all the 30th September it's like it all is coming to a head and then when it gets really crazy it switches over to October so it's really got good spooky energy oh crap Mm -hmm. oh crap time it's Jackie time we should do a Jackula themed birthday party where everyone eats spiders and bugs so Mina she says I want to go visit Renfield and they tell Renfield and he's like oh of course let me clean up first so very politely he swallows all his bugs just (laughs) before she shows up (laughs) and when she gets there Dr. Seward's like ew but effective yeah ew but (laughs) it looks better in here yeah He's like, oh, yeah, he had a peculiar way of tidying up, and his method was swallowing all his bugs before I could stop him. (laughs) (laughs) What if I was like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got to clean up a little bit, and then I just, like, suck up all the dust on the floor. (laughs) Ew. Yep. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> You're just like, yeah, that would be gross. But effective. Peculiar, but effective. <laughs> so when she gets there, Renfield is like, he's like acting polite and almost sane, but he's saying weird stuff. Like he's like, oh, you're not the one who wanted to marry the doctor, are you? Because she's dead. He said, is this the girl you wanted to marry? He says that to the doctor. Yeah. And then Dr. Seward is like, how did you know I wanted to marry someone? (laughs) Yeah. And he just says, what an asinine question. But so anyway, so he's like talking to uh, Mrs. Harker. He's talking to Mina. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody here, all the mental patients, we all love Dr. Seward and all of his friends do and blah, blah, blah. And he's like using all these Latin phrases and he keeps talking. And it's like very strange because he was acting pretty normal. Like he was capable of carrying on a conversation, even though it was very, very creepy. And when she says goodbye, she says like, oh, I hope I can see you often, Mr. Renfield. (laughs) And he's like, goodbye, my dear. I pray God I may never see your sweet face again. May he bless and keep you. (laughs) Which we need to say that for our sign off (laughs) to the audience. (laughs) I pray to God I'll never see your sweet face again. Yeah. Here, I'll put that in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, the other thing is just that, um, yeah, I just feel like this is really, really like gaslighting Dr. Seward because he's been, <laughs> he's you been know, like, probably this going around nuts. Being, you guys, he's got to see spiders. this crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, he eats all these bugs. He's nasty. He drinks blood. He's weird. He's and always then, trying to stab me. <laughs> yeah. And then he like introduces him to someone else and he's like, Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Everybody loves Dr. Seward. He never says a mean thing about anyone. Oh, may God keep your sweet face. (laughs) 
He's like, I promise he was, it was like me with a dishwasher. Like, I promise that fucking dishwasher was broke before you got here, okay? I don't know why it's fixed now. I promise this guy had boxes full of bugs. <laughs> okay, can you guys give me one reason to like Dr. Seward or care about him? Because I'm not feeling it. Um, No, he's kind of an idiot. Well, he kind of is. He's not, a, I don't like him that much. Well, he's, he's a good idiot. Like, he's nice to Renfield. And I like that he was like a good sport about Lucy getting with the other guy. Yeah, him and Quincy both took rejection very well, which is yeah, more awesome. than like most people ever can say. <laughs> also, okay, here's something good about him. He sucked poison out of Van Helsing's snake bite once, <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> it wasn't a knife. Oh, yeah, it was a knife. Wound. Oh, yeah. Another guy accidentally stabbed Van Helsing with a poison knife and Seward sucked it out. It was a scalpel, I think, right? Okay. From oh, yeah. The surgery or something. And it had gangrene. Yeah, gangrene. There was gangrene on the scalpel and he sucked it out. Oh my gosh. Isn't that great? That is great. So now do you like him? <laughs> I'd do anything for someone if they did that for me. I'd do anything for someone as long as they did something extremely <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> I would do anything for someone who did that as long as they didn't require me to stay in England for more than two nights in a row. That I will never do. True. I would honestly rather suck poison out of someone else than stay up all night watching them sleep. Because I've been there, done that, and it's boring, let me tell you. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm referencing my sleepwalking when I used to watch people sleep. You stayed up all night watching them sleep? Not all night. But you weren't aware of that, were you? No, but it was boring. How do you know? I want, <laughs> I remember it. We've talked about this before. I don't have to go back into it again. I just said you don't remember it, do you? And you said no, but it was boring. You know, you said, were you aware of it? That's different. <laughs> I wasn't aware, but I do remember doing it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think you guys have some questions. <laughs> uh, we're fine. We'll talk about it next time. You were aware. You just weren't. In control. In control. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I wasn't conscious, but I was aware. Yeah. It's kind of like being on an ayahuasca trip. I don't know. Oh. Okay. So anyway, so Van Helsing, he's like, oh, thanks, Mina. Thank you so much for all the help you've done. Like, seriously, it, your work is invaluable. We honestly would not be able to do this without you. But also killing a vampire is no part for a We're going to continue to do this without you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from, we couldn't have done it without you. But from now on, we're going to do it without you. <laughs> And Mina is like, you know, she's disappointed. She looks around and she's like, even Jonathan agrees. Like, of course Jonathan agrees. Like, he doesn't want you to go into Dracula's house and confront him. Yeah. Also, all the men are like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff and we need you to be our guiding hope, our shining star, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the, the <laughs> other nice. guys literally just met her. Like, why is she going to be their shining star? They they barely know her. <laughs> because they're all obsessed with her already. Like, she meets them and she's like, I was Lucy's friend and you were in love with Lucy and I'm like Lucy's sister, so can I be your sister? By the transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, at one point, Quincy is, like, kind of absentmindedly looking at the window during this whole conversation, mm -hmm. and he just gets up and leaves. Okay, but con conversation continues, no problem. All of a sudden, in the middle of their talking, the window breaks, 
Like something flies or no, sorry, it doesn't just break. Someone shoots a bullet through the window and it lodges in the wall on the opposite side or lodges in the ceiling. And Mina screams and you just hear from outside Quincy saying, sorry, 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 y'all. Yeah. He says, I fear I have alarmed you. I shall come in and tell you about it. And he comes in and he's like, that, well, that was stupid. I shouldn't have shot into the house. But he basically says, yeah, there was a bat perched on the window. I saw it. So I decided to go out and try to kill it. And Dr. Van Helsing is like, well, did you get it? And he's like, I don't know, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'm not really good at shooting. <laughs> <laughs> he could have shot any of them in the head and killed them. Yeah. Just shooting into the house. What was he? Why didn't he just shoot it from where he was sitting? Yeah, really. I can't Why explain Why did he go it? outside? And now he's left a hole in the window for the bat to fly through. I know. I know. This was a terrible idea. All right. I'm not going to make any more plans. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and then they're all like, oh well, and just go back to planning. (laughs) You ready to hear the powers of the vampire, Theo? Okay, yeah. So, okay, so now Van Helsing tells them about the vampires, but he calls them the Nosferatu. And he says, the Nosferatu do not die like the bee when he sting once. He is only stronger, and being stronger, have yet more power to work evil. The vampire which is among us is of himself so strong in person as... 20 men. Uh, <laughs> Not quite Beowulf. So Beowulf could take him easy. Yeah. <laughs> 20 guys in these arms. He is of cunning more than mortal, for his cunning be the growth of ages. He have still the aids of necromancy, which is, as his etymology imply, the divination by the dead, and all the dead that he can come nigh to are for him at command. He is brute and more than brute. He is devil and callous, and the heart of him is not. <laughs> he can, within limitations, appear at will when and where and in any of the forms that are to him. He can, within his range, direct the elements, the storm, the fog, the thunder. He can command all the meaner things, the rat and the owl and the bat, the moth and the fox and the wolf. He can grow and become small, and he can at times vanish and come unknown. So there you go, Thea. Those are the powers. This is where I read, How then are we to begin our strife to destroy him? How shall we find his where? And having find it, how can we destroy? My friends, this is much. <laughs> yep. I really love how he says, He is devil in callous, and the heart of him is not. <laughs> He's got a lot of powers. Yeah, why does he even need to be so secretive and sneaky yeah he's so powerful if i had all those powers i'd just run rampage you know just wreck the whole london you're not really selling us on the whole if i become a vampire just let me do my thing (laughs) scenario i would destroy all of london (laughs) oh well no but it would be a good rampage a good rampage yeah okay you got us back on board (laughs) oh it would be good okay (laughs) yeah we like that now so he says the weaknesses of the vampire are that they must consume blood they cannot enter a house unless summoned they lose their power at dawn at which time they must shelter in the earth or a coffin and they're also weak to crucifixes communion wafers and other holy things And Van Helsing tells them, like, if we're going to destroy Dracula, first we have to track down the 50 boxes of Earth. But we don't really know why, right, Jackie? Jonathan's really into that. No, I have no idea why they're tracking down the Earth. He's like, yeah, that's what I've already been doing. God, you just imagine, like, Jonathan is just a little bit brain-addled from all of his fever and his trauma and his forgetfulness. And they're just like, somebody give him an easy job, please. Like, (laughs) Jonathan, you got to find all 50 dirts, okay? And he's like, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mina, you're the smartest. You stay home. Yeah. He's like, you just chill. Like, don't worry about it. You're not going to do anything. We'll handle it all. Just eat. We'll take it from here, girl. Yeah. So that's what he tells Mina. And then all of them go to see Renfield, who is still to them. He seems to be rational. He's acting normal with his conversations and stuff. And he says, like, I'm asking you now, please release me. Dr. Seward, to avoid terrible consequences. And he says, I can't tell you, but please, please, please just let me go. I'm not a lunatic. I'm totally sane. I'm fighting for my soul. Please let me go. You remember yesterday when I ate all those bugs? That's in the past. It's in the past. And Dr. Seward says, I felt for a second that I was like, yeah, I think he's sane. And I almost let him go. And I'm like, what the fuck? But he's also, he's like, he's not saying you have to set me free. He's just like, Either let me go or have someone take me out of this house. Like, they can put me in another asylum. They can put me in jail. I don't care. But you have to get me out of this house. I can't tell you, but something really bad is going to happen. And Seward is like, come on, dude. Get over (laughs) it. Act more discreetly. And takes him home. And then Renfield is like, he just stops. And he's like, fine. But listen, his last words are, you will, I trust, Dr. Seward. Do me the justice to bear in mind later on that I did what I could to convince you tonight. And that's the end of section two. Mm. I actually don't know what's going to happen at this very moment. I haven't finished the book. And Ooh. Uh, what? for you guys who aren't familiar, which characters do you think are going to die or which will survive? <gasps> and I'll, I'll write it in the notes. I think Van Helsing ja- is Theo die. first, Theo first. Oh, wait, okay, Jackie first. Oh, sorry. Or I guess we'll do it for both of you. Okay, Van Helsing, who thinks he'll die? Jackie and Theo or just Jackie? Just Jackie. Okay, Jackie. Mina. No. Just Jackie. Theo, do you think sh- <laughs> do you think Jackie will die? Okay, so neither oh, one. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Can I use knowledge that I have from reading past this point? Because I haven't finished, but. No. Well, then let's have Theo answer first, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I do have some guesses. <laughs> well, why you shouldn't have said you have knowledge. You should have just framed it as a guess and you would have seemed so smart. You seem like a genius. Oh, well, too bad I will never seem smart. Okay, hang on. Hang on. I'm writing the characters down. I just meant I don't know what's going to happen with Renfield, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. Okay. Mina, who thinks she'll die? Nobody? I think she's going to die. Jackie thinks she's going to live. And Thea thinks she'll live. Okay, Jonathan. Any death votes for Jonathan? See, so far the book is matching very well with, um, I watched a Werner Herzog movie called Nosferatu the Vampire, (laughs) and it like really follows this like very, very- So it's basically Vampire the Vampire. Yeah, but he wasn't allowed to call it just Nosferatu. (laughs) Or Nosferatu the Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Or Vampire the Nosferatu. So Jonathan dies or not dies? No. Well, I was trying to say it, it tracks with the book really, really, really well up until this very point like everything has been going exactly the same except for this so i'm like why is it suddenly diverging i don't know what's gonna happen now so no to jonathan jackie i don't know jonathan dies in the vampire movie okay so you're gonna say jonathan dies okay jack becoming a vampire is dying okay renfield die or not die Oh, for sure he's dead. Not die. Okay, Jackie says he'll die. Quincy, the cowboy. Nah, he's gonna be fine. Doesn't die. Okay. Seward, the doctor. Uh, He lives. He's writing a lot of diary entries. We kind of need him. Okay, you both think he lives. Arthur, the fiancé of Lucy. Uh, He probably lives. He he doesn't die. Okay, so 
I say he lives. Theo says he doesn't die. (laughs) Dracula? He is undead. So do you think he'll remain undead or will he become regular dead? I think he'll become dead dead. Oh, yeah, he'll become dead. Okay, and... Actually, how many more chapters? Nine. Nine. Okay. If it was one more chapter, I would think maybe (laughs) he didn't die. Okay, but... Okay, so you both think Dracula will die. And the the brides of Dracula? (laughs) Oh, uh, they better live. (laughs) Jackie, what do you think? (laughs) Uh, yeah, they, they are alive and well. Okay, so here's the final toll. As far as Theo's concerned, only Dracula will die. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie said, Dracula will die, Van Helsing will die, Mina will die, Jonathan will die, and Renfield will die. And you'll have Arthur and Quincy just hanging out, broing out forever. So both of you agree, Quincy Seward and Arthur survive and the bride. So it's kind of a 3-3 situation. They'll probably all hook up and it'll be great okay i was joking (laughs) the brides die either mina or jonathan dies not both i don't know which is which though no jackie you're you're already locked in no i'm not i was the closest without going over i bet okay (laughs) wait is it is it blackjack rules (laughs) it's price is right yeah okay well i'll adjust it jackie says the brides do die and mina or jonathan dies but not both okay fine well i'm allowed to adjust mine whenever i want to okay adjust yeah i'm adjust next episode (laughs) (laughs) the end of yeah, he's gonna sense. adjust it after we yeah <laughs> if you want to be the closest without going over you could just say like no one dies unless you don't go over basically what i did i well i knew i knew dracula has to die because i don't see a dracula running around right today. yeah this is all a factual account surely we would be aware of his presence if it were still here yeah okay so they just killed lucy for no reason yeah basically what do you mean? There was a reason she was undead and murdering children or trying to murder children. Oh, she, yeah. But she hadn't done it yet. Yeah, give her a chance. It's thought crime. <laughs> Pre-crime. <laughs> what is this? The minority report? Yeah, really. I thought you were making a 1984 reference. I was making a Philip K. Dick reference, I think. All right. So what do we need to do? Say our goodbyes? Say our goodbyes. Plug ourselves. Ew. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks. If you want to catch us on social media accounts, we're at Fire the Cannon Pod on all of them. If we're there, that's our handle. All of them. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. TikTok. YouTube. Instagram. TikTok. MySpace. We have a Facebook group for mm-hmm. Fire the Cannon podcast. We have a Gmail that's firethecannonpod at gmail.com. We have a website. Firethecannonpod.com. Dot com. Yeah, we got the dot com. Yeah. It's dot com. <laughs> <laughs> we have two domains, in fact. Thanks, Stephen. Okay. Thanks so much. And we're going to give you a, a delightful goodbye. Please join us next week for the finale of Dracula. Email us if you haven't read it before and let us know who you think will die. That would actually be awesome. Please do that. And if you get it right, I won't give you a reward because maybe you cheated. But I will be impressed. (laughs) Come on, Rachel. They're not going to (laughs) cheat. I won't give them a reward, but I'll be impressed. Well, that's a reward. Well, if they promise us they didn't cheat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If they promise they didn't cheat, then we'll think about it. We'll take your word for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I just have one more thing I want to say, and that's... I hope I never see any of your sweet faces ever Wait, no, again. we're going to say it all together. We're going to read it all at once. Oh, we you ready? Are? Yep. And now it's time for our classic sign-off that we do every week for our listeners. After we <laughs> gobble up all of our flies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I cleaned up all of my insects. Ready? Ready. All right. Three, two, Fun. one. Goodbye, Goodbye, my dear. dear. I pray God God I may never see your face again. We face again. again. May he bless 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 and keep you. you. (laughs) Beautiful.
voluptuous vampire woman.